Welcome everyone to Drewly Noted. Uh, my name is Drew Orland, as always, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, a friend who goes way back, <laughs> somebody who showed me the ropes in, in the early days and has been a, uh, a valuable friend ever since. She's an awesome person, and uh, I'm just really excited to talk to her today. So without further ado, please welcome the wonderful Jane Ha. That was so nice. That was so sweet, Drew. Thanks. Oh. So I'm going to flip the tables now, and I'm going to okay. introduce you how I remember you best, which <laughs> okay. was Drew is the best human being. We go way back, like he said, except not that way back. We're not 85 years old yet, <laughs> yeah. but way well, back is acceptable. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Okay, so how I remember you best is as you were super shy when we first met, but, you know, we were forced to be friends since we were, like, in a room together for eight <laughs> hours a day, stuck yeah. in band camp. But um, my favorite memory of you and how I will always remember you is when you locked us out of the school in the middle of practice <laughs> and wouldn't let us back in. So wow. sweet, but also had such a mischievous side. You were seriously a Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't remember that that memory as as well as you do but i'm sure it happened <laughs> <laughs> oh it definitely did <laughs> i'd like to uh, imagine that i'm a little more mature these days but who knows <laughs> i don't know if we went back there i feel like your natural instinct would be to lock me out of the school again <laughs> <laughs> it would all come rushing back yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i wonder how much of our uh our being close was just the fact that we had to stand next to each other for <laughs> hours on a marching field all day <laughs> isn't it okay i think about that all the time too because it's actually funny. I wonder if that is just my personality type to just force all of the horrible awkwardness away because I'm the same way now when I work with people like my coworkers and, you know, just people that I know I have to spend like a long period of time with. I'm like, okay, if I don't get over this like awkward hump with you now, I'm not going to want to do it later. So let's just like get to it. <laughs> that's I think that's so valuable in, in any group because if a group was just a bunch of me's in high school, we'd all just be like, hey, how's it going? And then just, <laughs> that's where it would stop. <laughs> it would literally be a lot of like, oh, hey, yeah, cool. But then there's me like forcing conversation. Me yeah. literally. I'm pretty sure at one point we were all just like sitting silently eating lunch. And I was like, so like, what's everyone's greatest fear? <laughs> yeah. So, sounds like me. Yeah. But it's it's so necessary. Exactly. Breaking barriers. It's a very extroverted quality. Even though you and I are both very introverted people. Yeah. <laughs> Love that um, about us. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I just, I'm not even going to lie to you. I just work like an 11 hour day. Isn't that oh, crazy? That is crazy. Isn't that so weird? Like we definitely lived more than, you know, I mean, obviously we're awake more than 12 hours of the day, but I can't remember ever in my life doing something for 11 hours straight. That wasn't for leisure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Such a millennial problem, complaining about work. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like ever since the pandemic started, it just became this thing where everyone knows that you're at home. So yeah. every time you're like, oh, sorry, I can't do that right now. I'm busy. They're like, but what are you doing? <laughs> oh, really? You know, it's that like it's that crazy guilt of like, you know exactly what I'm doing and it's nothing. So I'm just going to have to say, yeah, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's not how I felt about this podcast. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I approached you for this. <laughs> yes. Um that's interesting cuz I feel like most of my interactions in the past few months like it's almost been like everyone is aware of that reality that like everyone is constantly like reachable but at least for me 
everyone I've been interacting with has you kind of pretend that that's not the case. So like yeah. everyone's keeping up this facade of like, oh, I'm busy and I have things to do. So you like, <laughs> like you'll get a text and it's like, well, I don't want to respond immediately because <laughs> I don't want to look too available. So everyone's just sort of pretending to have other things to do when, <laughs> yeah, in reality, we're all just sitting around. Literally, that's so funny. It's actually really funny that you say that because I was mindlessly on Instagram the other day for like five hours and I actually came across this post where this girl was talking about how she was like getting really mad about this guy like ghosting her or whatever and so she like confronted him and she was like why aren't you texting me back like we're trying like aren't we like trying to have a conversation like why would you not reply to me yeah and he was like hey I'm really sorry but I just want you to know like Obviously, I want to have a conversation with you, but when I'm away from my phone, it's because I'm doing something that's valuable and, you know, it's something that I'm like, you know, I want to spend my time doing something for me. And like, just because that doesn't involve you doesn't mean that I don't want to have like a friendship or like Mm -hmm. have this connection with you. And that honestly changed the way that I feel a lot about me getting mad that like, you know, someone's not replying to me or, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm waiting on someone else. It's really shifted my brain, especially during the pandemic, to think of it more as somebody's doing something for themselves and they're taking the time for themselves right now. And I should be conscious and like aware of that. And I should be respectful of that time. Yeah. Crazy, right? So insightful. I found that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I fall into that trap sometimes, too. Of you, you picture whoever it is you're communicating with, like in the exact same situation as you are. So like mm-hmm. if you're available to talk or like you're just doing nothing and they're yeah. not responding, uh, you're almost like, oh, this is like a personal slight against me. Yes, exactly. It's like yeah. I should be offended that you <laughs> don't want to talk to me right now when it's like you never know what's going on. I mean, obviously yeah. people can't go to movies anymore. So that excuse is like not real anymore. But there are so many other things that people are doing. And, mm. you know, if, I think it's just really important like during this time to you know, be a friend to people, let people know that, you know, it's, it's fine that they can't get to you right now. And like time is, you know, time is a construct also. So (laughs) right, it's not real. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing to keep in mind. Well, I'm super excited to talk to you today. It's, it's been a long time, um, as we kind of alluded to, but yeah, do you, do you have any sort of a idea or topic you want to use as like a jumping off point for us to just, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about how you and I both escaped or okay, one of us tried to escape, the other one successfully escaped, <laughs> you know, living in the South and moving to the East Coast. Yeah. Because <laughs> now we're hashtag East Coast. I want to put that in my Instagram bio. Everyone watch out. <laughs> yeah. We're coastal elites now. <laughs> I love that. Coastal elites. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I know you recently, um, a little bit earlier than I did, but you moved up to New York. Is that right? Yeah. So funny story. And I hope everyone listening to this feels really bad for me. I was set to move in March, mid-March. I bought my ticket. I did everything. I posted on Instagram. I told all my people. I quit <laughs> yeah. my job. I put my two weeks notice in. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And obviously, like, New York got hit really, really badly. And, mm. um, you know, my family was like, I don't think this is the right time for you to move. Like, when you get there, like, what are you going to do? You're living with people that you met on Facebook. True story. Right. <laughs> and, you know, what if your company's working from home, like, what's the point? And I was, I totally agreed. And so I reached out and I was like, is this the right time for me to move? And they agreed. They were like, not right now. We think you should wait. But the worst part of the entire thing is that I had a six month lease on an apartment and I couldn't oh, get wow. out of it. Oh no! I really <laughs> tried very hard and they were like, you know, there's nothing we can really do. Like you would have moved here anyway. And I was like, yeah, but the thing is I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
And so I had to pay for this apartment oh, that I wasn't no. living in. And it was like every every month was just like another blow to my bank account and my ego. Yeah. But now that it's like over and it's been six months since I've had to pay, um, not six months, but some number of months since I've had to pay mm-hmm. that rent, I um, honestly, I forget about it. I sure. it, It's suppressed deep, deep, deep in the back <laughs> of my mind that that ever happened. So when I get there eventually, that's going to be my first New York apartment, yeah. first East Coast living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't tell anyone if you don't. <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, literally, exactly. And every once in a while, someone in my family will bring it up. They'll be like, remember that apartment that you had? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that didn't happen. It really didn't. I also have to track down my roommates because I paid for a third of my couch and I'm going to get it one way or another. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that couch cushion. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about the that part of it. But now are you like, are those, you still want to live with those people or now you're just like, uh, I, I don't want anything to do with that situation? It's definitely one of those situations where it's like, we all very peacefully just kind of left one by one. Like, sure. um, one of the, one of the girls actually, she was from South Lake. And so oh. she flew back home, spent a majority of the pandemic at home and then had to go back to move all the stuff out. I guess they decided they weren't going to resign. And I had my key because my little brother brought it back to, brought, brought it back to Texas with me, um, because there was just no one else in the city that would take it. Um, and so, mm he brought it back home and the girl came and she picked it up and I was like, okay, yeah. Like, let me come out and like, say hi to you at least. And she was like, I just drove off. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, um, probably not my roommates anymore, but, sure. um, you know, there are lots of people out there that like went to West, grew up in the area. Um, yeah. people that are like one degree away, two degree away. I'll even take five degrees away. As long as I know <laughs> you're not a, a murderer. <laughs> going to kill me in my sleep. I'm yeah. down. That's fine. But, <laughs> yeah it'll be it'll be an adventure but for a different time i mean sure. it's only like six months away if i'm going off of the timeline that i created for myself which mm-hmm. is like march april may mm-hmm. i don't know we gotta see how the vaccine plays out for everyone yeah who knows um I know, right? but yes eventually i'm sure <laughs> you'll be living it up in the in the big apple as they say <laughs> <laughs> the big city <laughs> yeah oh that's awesome I uh, obviously took the the other route and actually made the move, which, you know, maybe that's ill-advised, but um, here I am uh, nonetheless. Yeah. Do you do you want to talk about why why New York or, or why <laughs> why were you eager to sort of as to quote you uh, escape the South, as you said? <laughs> yeah, that is that is the million dollar question. So I. When I look at a map of, like, the U.S. and I really think to myself, like, where would I, first of all, like, obviously be comfortable living? Like, you know, everyone has their own mindsets and, you know, boundaries. and But also, I don't picture myself living in, like, Montana, <laughs> you know, or, like, I don't know, like, sure. yeah, like, Montana or, I don't know, North Carolina. You know, I just, I picked places where I found myself feeling comfortable or you know like I created this vision of what I wanted my life to look like or where Mm. I'd be happy or feeling good um so that definitely played a big part into it but also the community that I have in New York from people that I know from school and you know just growing up that was really important to me too um at the time when I was going to make the move my little brother lived in New York um but he came back for the pandemic and then found a new job in New Hampshire so still East Mm. Coast but um, I think when we both get up there, we'll obviously be apart. But 
that was also a big thing. I just wanted someone who knew the city, understands the city, and can't technically run away from me if I need them. <laughs> sure. You know, like knowing that he has to pick up my phone calls, he has <laughs> to be there for me, he has to help me do this. I was like, that'll be nice, but now I'll just have to heavily rely on my friends and the yeah. coworkers that I have yet to meet in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that is uh something that's really nice about having a sibling. It's uh you you kind of can't uh <laughs> you can't uh lose touch with them as much. You you they they have to be around if you need them. <laughs> Yeah, like forced friend, built-in friend, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm really excited. It's weird to think because when I was like 15, I don't think there's ever any part of me that was like, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to move to the big city. You know, because like when you think New York, you think like, you know, banking and like investment and Wall Street and Broadway. And like at that (laughs) point, like where did I fit into that narrative? But I don't know. I feel like once I hit like a year or two out of graduation and I was working downtown in Dallas, I just kind of looked around and I asked myself, like, is this really where I want to be? Like, is this really where I'm happy? And I think a lot of people our age obviously are itching to make like a big, big life move. You know, everyone, I don't know about you, but you know, like somebody will pop up and they'll be like, today I did this. And I'm like, that's so cool. But then I, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, when is it my turn like what (laughs) what's gonna happen for me and then Mm. you know I think I waited for that that feeling you know through work or like with my friend groups you know I waited for that feeling of like something really awesome and like wonderful made me really happy today and I just wasn't really getting that for a really long time like my Mm. job was really really demanding and I was doing the same thing every day driving an hour to and from Plano from downtown every day five days a week it just got to the point where I was like I'm comfortable with what I'm doing but am I gonna wake up and be 28 and still be at the same job making the same commute and of course there were little things that we could have done like or like I guess in my case there were little things I could have done I could have got an apartment downtown I could have got an apartment uptown you know I can change I can change my surroundings and I can change what I'm comfortable with in those little ways. But I think it just got to the point where I was like, if I don't take this opportunity at 25 to completely uproot my life and put myself in a situation where it's literally like fight or flight for my life, like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to grow as a person. And obviously like when all of the stuff in the world happened, you know, the black lives matter movement and, Mm the pandemic when all that was happening like I didn't account for any of that when I was making my move it was just everything that happened that would have happened if I had been here or in New York and I just feel like experiencing that here has just shown me so much about what I'm comfortable with and what I know to be Plano and what I know to be Texas that Mm. the more this you know movement happens and the more people are learning and they're becoming more aware i'm like i need to go out and find new perspectives i need to hear from different people i need to be around people i've never been around before and like granted obviously like you can't do that right now in the pandemic like but once things you know finally eventually go back to normal i'm just looking forward to having that moment of like is it my turn yeah. But I think the scariest thing is, is that I'm not even going to know. I could go and completely hate it. Like I could be just absolutely so upset with myself for like making this move and going and, you know, waste, wasting my life, whatever. Mm. But I think it got to the point where if I wasn't even willing to make that jump and try, 
and at least give myself the opportunity to go and figure out for myself if I like this or if I don't like this, like I'm not really living my life. Yeah. Like at that point I would have just been a robot accepting and being okay with, you know, whatever was happening. But like people have a say in their lives. Like you can, you can take something and make it something, you know, like that sounds so cliche, but like you can take a part of your life and change it and you can take something small and make it into something big. And I literally took a very cliche in a way dream and I just took it and I was like, yeah, let's just figure it out. And yeah, it, you know, I keep thinking about it because with the pandemic, there has been a lot of me trying to figure out like, okay, should I just stay in Dallas? Like working remote is like, that's the thing now. Like I don't have to go into an office. I don't have to be tied down to a, to a single office. Like I don't have to be tied down to a city. And so there have been opportunities and like times where in the past couple of months, I've thought to myself, maybe I should just stay in Dallas. Like maybe this is where I need to be for the time being. Like maybe the pandemic obviously was not a sign, but I can take it that way. (laughs) Yeah. But again, it just got, it just, it circled back to me asking myself, is this what you want to do with your life? Is this what's going to make you happy? Or in five years, are you going to be tied down at a job in Dallas and you're going to be asking yourself why you didn't take that leap? Right. And I think that leap is hard for a lot of us to take. Yeah. For so many different reasons, but I don't know. I'm excited to find out if I like it and I'm excited to find out if I hate it. You know, I have, I think when I think about it too much, I like start to get anxious because obviously I'm going to make it very public that I'm picking up my life and I'm moving somewhere where, you know, the city is live and people are fun and different. And there's so many things I can do. Like I'm about to take a very personal kind of intimate decision of my life and share it with everyone to where they're going to look at it. They're going to scrutinize it. Some people are probably going to judge it, Mm. but I feel sometimes that if it doesn't work out for me, like how am I going to handle that? How am I going to handle telling people, oh, you know, I didn't like it. Like, I'm going to move back home. You know, people are going to be like, you didn't like New York. (laughs) You didn't like the city. And it's like, I don't know, man. I'll figure it out when I get there. But the fact that that plays into people's decision making, it's just Mm. it. I just don't ever want that hindering feeling anymore. I just want it to go away. I just want to figure it out and see what see what life can be. I feel like I'm in a Disney movie, you know, like, <laughs> sure. this is my time. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're Rapunzel leaving the tower. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking that leap. My mom's going to come find me. <laughs> yeah, you're evil stepmom. Yeah. Yeah, that's that you make a really good point. And I think sometimes I, I think a lot of us factor that into our like decision making without realizing it is like, it's you're not only thinking about, like, is this the right move for me? Or like, is this going to be? Am I going to be happy in this place? But sort of subconsciously, and I think you articulated it really well, you're also thinking about like, if I end up not liking it, it's not just a matter of like, oh, I didn't like that and I move home. It's like, oh, everyone around me, and this isn't true, but you imagine in your head like, oh, everyone's going to be like, oh, she failed or like he failed by like going after this thing that didn't work out. When in reality, like nobody's judging you for that, like really. Um, yeah. yeah. Like the chances of someone actually remembering where I live. <laughs> is very slim. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things that I just, I have no problem in admitting that I am like fully addicted to Instagram. Like my brother makes fun <laughs> of me for it all the time. I think we literally looked at my like screen time. I think I was on Instagram for like 15 hours last week. Oh, man. And his number one question was, what are you doing on there? And I was like, I don't know. 
I don't have that many friends to look at Instagram <laughs> for that long. I'm obviously looking at like reels or TikToks or something on there. Yeah. But it's just, it's exactly what you said. Like there's so much of that aspect of my life and like, you know, my, I, I even hate that these words are going to, but my public, you know, my public yeah. face, like <laughs> what people are going to see when they think of me, like the fact that that can play into something as big as making a decision to pick up my life and move when that's genuinely something I want to do for myself and figure out for myself at this point in my life is mm. it can be a lot. It can be really daunting and it can be really, it can bring a lot of anxiety and it makes you really think like, am I doing this for likes or am I doing this for myself? Yeah. And that's yeah. the worst feeling. Yeah, definitely. You, you touched on something else that I identify with a little bit. Um, the idea of like, and for me, it's been in the past few years that I've realized this, but like, so, so for me, like growing up, you, you kind of imagine like making these big decisions in your life, but like mm -hmm. as an older person. And I think yeah. in recent years, I've passed whatever threshold there is where you kind of realize like, oh, if I'm ever going to actually do these things, like you have to kind of take a leap of faith. And like yeah. at a certain point you realize like, oh, I'm, I'm an adult now. And adults make these big kind of decisions, like uh, the, yeah. <laughs> like even in in college to an extent, like for, at least for me uh, at UT, like there's so much, so many guide rails that are like helping you along and like uh, sort of roadmaps that you're following, even in like finding a job and everything. But at a certain point, it's like, oh, like these big decisions in my life, I have to be the one to make them. There's mm -hmm. nobody else who I like can turn to now. And so yeah. if if like you said, you're like, oh, I'd love to move to New York someday, you kind of realize you're like, oh. I can't just keep saying that. Like, if I want to do it, I have to like yeah. make that that decision. Yeah. Yeah, and I think no, I, you're absolutely right. Like, so much. Think like if you think about it, we spent up to 18 years of our lives, pretty much having someone dictating what's going to happen to us. Right. College admissions. That's not 100. percent I mean, like 90 percent of it falls onto you, but at the end of the day, somebody else is making that decision for you. Yeah. And so, it really was. It was super weird to get to that point in my life where I was like oh, if I don't do this right now, like this is probably not going to happen for me. And yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was really scary and it was really exciting. And it, it also kind of, I don't know about you, but like it got to the point where I had to tell like my immediate friends and, you know, like my coworkers and everyone, because it didn't feel real. Like I almost made it a reality by telling people because I needed someone to hold me accountable. Because again, mm. If I just keep saying it in my brain, like, yeah, you're going to move to New York one day, that that can that thought will can slip away. You know, yeah. I'll just wake up one day and be like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. But, you know, making that leap of telling people at the same time, like, oh, like, yeah, like I'm thinking about this. And then having to tell people like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this was a very different thing for me mm. because I can talk a lot. And you know that, you know, you know, I can talk a lot. <laughs> sure, I can sure. sit here and tell you 15 things that I want to do with my life. But it'll be different if I told you that I did it or I'm mm. doing it versus I'm going to do this. Right. I don't yeah. know. I feel like a lot of people are, you know, they're really like, this is the year, like 2021 is going to be the year to do it. You know, 2020 got taken away from us and yeah. you know, we missed out on a year of our life, which I don't know about you, but it didn't really occur to me until maybe like a month or two ago that we genuinely lost a year of our lives. Yeah. And like, that's, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Isn't it weird? Like you think about it and you're like, no, I did stuff. I was alive for another year. I, you know, I woke up, I went to work. I, you know, I saw a couple friends here and there safely. I mm -hmm. went, you know, I went to the grocery store. Like I still did things, but then you think about it and you take a step back and you're like, no, I didn't do anything. 
like my life was pretty much put on pause again by somebody else's decision lockdowns and you know me being at home and like my parents are high risk like i have to be considerate of that like Mm. it was just another year where decisions were almost out of people's hands like yeah i don't know i really like i commend you so much for making the move in the middle of all this because i can i can only imagine how scary that was for like not only your safety but also for the social aspect of it like yeah you you know you have roommates and you have a good support system out there but at the end of the day like if you can't leave your house you're just by yourself yeah terrifying (laughs) yeah it is it is kind of weird uh and it's up for debate, I guess, if it was a smart decision or not. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I don't know. Um, I I feel like it was I handled it pretty well, like safety wise. Um, mm-hmm. but who knows? Yeah, I, I I've been kind of joking with people that when I say like I moved cities, it's like I didn't move cities so much as I just like moved bedrooms because <laughs> like yeah. I'm just in a different room, but I do the same stuff and like uh yeah. But uh, I I think that's kind of like selling it short because there there is a. I think there's a lot to say about sort of the mentality of living on my own because um, mm-hmm. I, I really, really enjoyed living with my family uh, for those yeah. few months. Um, like that was definitely the high point of what was otherwise like such a bad year. Um, yeah. And like it was also really unique because like that probably never would have happened otherwise. Like, yeah. Uh, yes. Our... <laughs> I think about that all the time. Yeah. Yes. You're so right. Like I as often as I get into arguments with like my brother, my sister, my parents. I, at the end of the day, I have to remind myself like 10 years from now, I'm going to be grateful for this whole year that I got to spend with them. You know, like, yeah, it, it's what it's exactly what you're saying. At what point in our lives going forward, are we going to be able to spend another six months at our parents' house? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird sometimes. Like there's so many people going through like hard times right now. And like, mm-hmm. there's so much going on that sometimes it feels weird to like sort of point out like the good things. Um, yes. But like, yeah, I mean, like Thanksgiving having 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 happened recently, I think that was a nice opportunity to at least like mm-hmm. look back and be like, well, it wasn't not everything was lost this year. Like there were some good points, um, and yeah. I think I've become more comfortable like pointing those things out now. Whereas like early on, it was like, I don't know, I think you know what I'm getting at. Like there there are some some positive aspects, and it, it's I think it's important to point those out as as much yeah, as we no. keep in mind like everyone who's going who's suffering right now. I totally agree. It's it's so hard to sit here and think about all of the positive. And, you know, there's obviously like so many people had so much time to reflect and everything. But it, it's yeah, it's so hard to sit here and tell someone who's obviously having a tough time, like friends or family, you know, people who are really struggling with, you know, the pandemic and like, you know, people's mental health are really, you know, people are just having a really tough time in general. It's hard to sit there and try to give everybody, you know, the positives and stuff. Because I feel like, I don't know, I've just learned through this time of like self-reflection, you know, watching my friends go through some of these things. It's You just have to let yourself feel those things. Like mm. if you don't give yourself the time to fully feel what you're feeling and like acknowledge your feelings, it's just going to it's just going to hurt so much more down the road. And yeah, in a year like 2020, it's just going to stick that much longer. Yeah, that's really uh, well put. Thanks. <laughs> I spent a lot of my time on the internet reading inspirational. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, that's what you. Do, that's what you're doing for those 15 hours on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> looking at it's looking at quotes that I could share. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a question for you. Okay. So, do you think? I mean, okay. So first of all, like, tell me a little bit about how you're feeling about DC. But 
do you think your opinion of DC right now and living in DC would be different if you waited another year to go? Or do you think like which, which Drew would be happier? You think Drew in DC now or Drew in DC a year from now? Um, well, I, I'm really, really hoping that a year from now things will be better in general. So hopefully, uh, being the optimistic person, I like to think that I am, I'm hoping that the future will, will be better than, than right now. But I think, I, I think I'm glad that I, I made the move now rather than like a year from now, just because, mm -hmm. I mean, like I was saying, or I was sort of getting at, like, I really enjoyed that time that I got at home. Um, but there was a part of me that felt like I kind of was just kind of like spinning my wheels. Um, like, yeah. and at first that was sort of a, like you said, it was more like things happening to me and it's like mm -hmm. sort of out of my control. But after a little while it was like, okay, I'm starting to like get my autonomy back. And like, I was lucky enough to like have certain opportunities that like provided me like the chance to come up here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, I just felt like I, what had been in, in the early days, sort of like an excuse I was using of like, you know, everybody's sort of on pause right now. And then I kind of realized like, well, the, the timeline's going to be a lot longer than I'm realizing. Uh, and mm -hmm. so if I keep having that mentality, I just keep kind of giving myself an excuse to not grow up. Um, yeah. So I was like, there's, there's a lot of benefits to staying here, but like, I know personally, if I stay here. I'm just going to be twiddling my thumbs like and yeah. there's like I, I just know that as a fact so I think this the move has been really like good for my like mental health and like physical mm -hmm. health and like I just I'm taking care of myself a lot better and that's I think good. that's um yeah and again I it, it's weird to like talk about the positives but yeah I, I there's I just sort of the mentality around it I think is a lot healthier now um and of course I like miss my family and stuff and mm -hmm. um the a lot of the things like I imagined like I, I've I've wanted to move to DC for a long time I, I spent like a summer here a few years ago uh and we were talking earlier about how we kind of bumped into each other that summer and how <laughs> that was just a weird coincidence um but yeah I had such a good time here and like I had other friends here who were either studying or like uh also doing internships and like hanging out with them I just I loved the city so much um and so I've known for a long time that I like wanted to come back here at some point uh, but you know, I, this goes without saying, but it's, it's definitely a different city now than it was like, uh, yeah. three years ago. Um, definitely. just cause I'm, mean, yeah, everything like everyone's on lockdown and like so much of what I looked forward to about being here was like a, a the social aspect of it. So it's, yeah. it's been kind of hard. Like, yeah, I've got friends here who I haven't been able to see yet. And that's just, it's like a really weird thing because like that, that's what's been missing most of all, I think. Cause mm -hmm. like when you're living at home with people like my family, for example, like I, I was getting that sort of social interaction and now I'm having to find that in other places. And who knows, maybe that's a reason I started up this, this little project. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a long winded way of saying, um, I'm glad I moved here now, but I, I, I really hope a year from now I'm getting to enjoy a lot more of those things that I imagined in my head. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's kind of like what I was saying earlier your experience in DC now and your experience in DC a year from now are going to be so drastically different. Like you just have to give yourself the opportunity to have that opportunity. Yeah. You know, like my thing I thought about a couple of weeks ago was, okay, let's say I go to New York, I stay there for six months and I don't like it. And I come home. And then I thought to myself, is that really me giving it a shot though? You know, mm. six months is six months is a long time, but at the same time, six months is nothing. Yeah. You know, 
you have to, I feel like when these opportunities come and especially when we're getting, you know, I mean, I was going to say that there's like a jobs crisis. Like I'm very yeah. grateful to have a job right now. And mm-hmm. so many people don't. And, you know, I work for an industry that is very much in high demand now for very weird reasons, <laughs> but I work in PR. It's not weird, but yeah. you know, it just makes me think I have this job there. I have a great opportunity. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Am I really not even going to let myself live it out for a little bit? Mm. You know, like that's, that's, that's something that I have control over, but I can also with the control that I have, I can just, I can just end it. You know, I could say, I don't want to work here anymore. I don't want to move to New York, but again, am I going to look back at myself in five years and be like, why did you do that? Stupid. Like (laughs) dumb, dumb. Yeah. Um, I know we both went to colleges in Texas. Um, yeah, do you think we did, uh, <laughs> famously rival schools, but, uh, we won't let that <laughs> get between <laughs> us. Um, do you think that like played any part in, you know, like being closer to home, do you think that plays a part in, you know, you wanting to sort of try something farther away or, uh, yeah, that's a really very good question. I think if I had like with my logic, I would have to say no, but I think deep down in like my emotional, like, you know, when I think about like my emotions and, you know, my dreams and all that cheesy stuff, I think it does play a role that I stayed really close to home the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as you'll famously remember, I did a one year stint in Arkansas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, That was fun in its own way. That, I mean, that was technically out of state. It was like a five and a half hour away. You know, like I couldn't constantly come home to my family if I wanted to, Mm -hmm. even though looking back now, five and a half hours is nothing compared to like the nine hours. A lot of people are driving out to like, you know, South Texas and (laughs) out of state, out of state. But I, when I think about college and I think about A&M, I honestly, it sounds weird, but I, I almost feel nothing. I had a really <laughs> like I had a really great time and like I met so many cool people and you know like I was really involved in like a lot of different organizations and you know like I went to it was still school you know like I studied yeah. and I hung out with my friends and I had that social aspect but in my head it wasn't in Texas it was just my life if that makes sense mm. and I think it's just because at that point in my life I was you know you'd in college, you have like, you know, a some like a semi adult life, you know, like I'm, I'm on my own schedule, I can pick my classes when I want to, I can take this nap, I can go get groceries this time, I can stay up until 4am if I you know, like, you're living your own life. But in a way, there's still someone on the other side, feeding you something and giving you something. And again, we're coming back to the whole someone on that side is like making the decisions for you. Whereas in my head, if I pick up and I move to New York, there's no one on the other side that's going to give me anything. I am mm-hmm. literally at that point out there to fend for myself. Yeah. Which sounds really scary and like dramatic, but <laughs> yeah. it's so, it's exciting at the same time, you know, like we're going to be able to experience different things than we are used to back home and home is comfortable. You know, I know I can, with my eyes closed, I could drive to my nearest target. You know, like we know Plano, <laughs> yeah. we know home, but you know, I'm going to be able to make these new memories and I'm going to, you know, what's my favorite route to get to Central Park? You know, like (laughs) there's just going to be all of these experiences that I'm going to have full control over and I'm going to be the one making the decisions and I'm going to be the one, you know, calling the shots. I mean, I guess maybe not if like the subway is broken, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I get what you mean. It's a very different college was its own look into I think what life 
I have planned out in my head, but getting out of Texas and living somewhere different and doing things on my own is going to be just totally opposite, even though college was a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, (laughs) I feel like every stage in my life where I've like, you know, passed some kind of threshold, be it like graduating from a Mm -hmm. certain school or like, yeah, taking on a new job or something like at each one of those stages, I've had the thought that like, okay, I'm like fully independent now (laughs) or like, yes, I'm I'm fully grown up. And so (laughs) it's funny to me, like, I'm sure like somebody who's like five years older than me to listening to this is like, he has no idea what he's talking about. No, literally. I've sort of like accepted that at this point that like, okay, maybe, (laughs) maybe that's just, you're going to keep feeling like that. And then a few years down the line, you're going to look back and be like that idiot. (laughs) He had no idea. No, exactly. Um, Yeah. But I think it's good that we're, I think it's good that we have this mindset at 24, 25, you know, like mm-hmm. technically we're still very young. Like I was talking to some of my coworkers and I was trying to explain how I was talking to this journalist who was only two years older than me. And I referred to her as being young. And then I was like, oh, but I'm younger. Like, <laughs> I think it's exactly what you're saying. Like people, yeah, people five years older than us are probably looking at us and they're like, they don't even know what's to come. You know, like yeah. it's going to get <laughs> harder and it's going to become more challenging. But the fact that we're wanting those challenges now, I think is going to be really, really beneficial when we get older, or it can be really, really horrible. And we'll just turn 30 and be like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um, it's going to end up being that that way anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's inevitable. Uh, remind me, I, I know you have a brother. Is he older or younger than you? I forget. So my brother's two years younger. Okay. So you, you, are, you wouldn't remember him because we never, like we would never overlap. Um, and then my sister yeah. is seven years older than I am. So she's actually oh, okay. probably in that age group where she's looking at us and she's like, you guys don't even know what this means. <laughs> um, well, the reason I asked is because um, like in talking about that just now, I realized, you know, I think it's really valuable for for me, at least like um, my sister is three years older um, mm-hmm. and she's a very independent person who's, um, you know, made made a lot of like big life decisions. And I think that's something that's kind of lucky about being the younger sibling is like, at so many points like she's been sort of that um me three years down the line so it's like yeah I can sort of learn from like her successes and mistakes so it's like I get all the benefit of like her her being the guinea pig you know yeah I yeah that's actually really funny that you mentioned that my sister is actually the opposite so we both stayed at home in Plano she works at PISD um she's like an elementary school yeah she's an elementary school teacher so um we're actually both realizing at the same time in our lives that we both want to make really big moves. So like I'm going to move to New York and she's actually thinking about moving to Korea, which is mm. um, even bigger, a huge decision compared to my moving like a three hour plane right away. But yeah. I think it's just one of those things where maybe it's the way we grew up. We both like, she went to SMU. So like we both stayed like in Texas and I think we're both just getting to the point where we're like separately, but at the same time we realize like we got to go do something else for a little bit and then we can always come back. Like, she's i say it about new york she says it about there she's like if i don't like it you know i can always come back home like it's not as much of a do or die option as i think so many of us think it is you know just because you pick up and you move somewhere doesn't mean you're tied there for the rest of your life you know Mm -hmm. we're in our 20s we're in our mid-20s like it's more in my eyes as a do this now or do this later which one would you rather prefer? And for me, I'd rather do it at 25 than do it at 30 where, you know, right. the societal expectation for me at 30 is when are you going to get married? Do you have any kids? You know, like stuff like that. Like, I don't want to worry about that when I'm moving to a new city. Let yeah. me, let me do me first and then ask me all those <laughs> questions later. 
Yeah. Down eventually, just not right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, so I have an interesting question for you. Okay. And I don't, I'm not discrediting any of the friends that we know in DC because they're all great people. Sure. But let's say things are all back to normal right now. You know, you're living in DC, beautiful, crisp weather. You can go out, <laughs> no masks, whatever. Touch, hug everyone you want. Yeah. Um, are you more looking forward to rekindling and like you know making the relationships you have with the people there stronger are you looking more toward like looking forward to making new relationships with people that you don't know uh definitely the uh more the former than the latter like i'm I'm, really really, yeah i I, i've definitely gained an appreciation in recent years of for like uh relationships that i've had for for a long time and how Mm -hmm. like valuable those are um and so i uh, obviously i want to like stay in touch with everyone that i can I mean, I, I'm interested in like meeting new people and, you know, like part of me <laughs> moving up here was like, it's hard to uh, get into the dating scene when, when you're living with your parents, you know, like that yeah. was, I won't Don't, lie and say you that do wasn't. Not have to, I know. <laughs> I totally agree. And you know what makes it 10 times worth? How am I so, okay. Like obviously right now, like you can only like date on like dating apps, whatever. Mm-hmm. I cannot sit here in my childhood bedroom and like scroll through people that I went to high school with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're on the the same page there. Um, so yeah, I won't lie and say that wasn't also a big part of it as well. Um, but yeah, I'm also interested in like, I mean, the the people I've been working with the past few months are also really cool, and uh, mm-hmm. I like it's kind of sucks that I haven't been able to like meet them yet. You know, it's yeah. Um, obviously, like we telework and stuff, but that's just a completely different thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a long winded way of of just saying yeah, I'm interested in both. You know. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, keeping up the old friendships and trying to also keep in touch with people who don't live in the city or yeah. live around the country because who knows when I'll get to see a bunch of those people again. It's, it's, it's weird to have, you know, like first the, the, the moment in high school when all your friends like go off to different colleges and like mm-hmm. that's weird. Uh, and then like you do it, the whole thing again in college and everyone like splits off into different directions. And so, yeah, I, I, I mainly just want to <laughs> keep all my friends and, and keep making new ones, you know. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Have you had any opportunities to rekindle relationships with people that you like, you know, good friends at one point didn't keep up in college and, and you know, now you're finding yourself, you know, everyone's getting in their feels in the pandemic, you know, <laughs> sure. rekindling relationships and things like that. Have you found yourself doing a lot of that as well? Um, yeah, to a certain extent. I think I've had that same urge that everyone else has to like mm-hmm. just catch up and like figure out what everyone else is up to and like what everyone else is doing probably just because we're so bored (laughs) um yeah but yeah funny enough like this little podcast project i'm doing has been like an interesting way of like catching up with people like even only however many episodes in like getting to talk to you and like my friend kevin who i haven't seen in a long time i joked about it like being an excuse for me to like talk to friends and stuff Mm -hmm. but it really is like how often do you sit down and you're like hey do you want to like chat for an hour about like whatever comes to mind um, yeah it's like this is i don't know it's it, it gives me an excuse like i said um so yeah. i think that's been nice and like even when i was in plano for the little bit that i was i got to see some old friends too who i'd kept in touch with but you know and and i obviously had the unique situation of like living in west africa for one and a half years so yeah <laughs> didn't get to see a lot of my old friends over there <laughs> i'll say so yeah i i think Going forward, I'm going to be a lot more intentional about like 
trying to maintain those relationships. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's something that's come up with a lot of um, people that I know actually. And it just, I just, I get so curious because in a way talking to you right now is like settling my own social anxiety. So um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people already know if they follow me on Instagram, a very important person in my life had like recently passed away and it was someone that a lot of us know. And, you know, he was a really, really wonderful guy and like such a good friend to everyone. And it like shook my world because it not only did it shake my world and like this person that I like truly loved and like appreciated so much as a friend is like no longer here, but it reopened so many doors to so many other people that I don't think it would have otherwise. And mm. I will admit at first it was really, really intimidating. You know, this person and I that I've known for eight years and you know we had x many classes together when we were in i don't know eighth grade is Mm. now learning more about me as a person at 25 than we were at 15 because of grief because of somebody's passing has brought us together and it it's kind of like i told you like i hate having those 20 minute hey like how have you been what are you doing what are you studying what are you where are you working what do you do like i hate those conversations yeah and to have those conversations come out of something like this not only made me appreciate so much more the fact that relationships are rekindled. Like you can bring relationships back from, you know, the grave, you know, you can, relationships don't ever actually go away. I mean, unless you like totally cut somebody off, but Mm. like, I will say like when you first were like, I'm doing a podcast, like I, you know, I looked at the first couple of episodes, like I wanted to see who you're going to have on. Mm -hmm. And then when you posted about Kevin's and you were talking about how you've been friends for a really long time, I was like, that's such a great idea to like, bring people and honestly i thought you and kevin had kept in touch so i was like okay he's te- you know he's you know testing it out with his close friends and then <laughs> when you said you hadn't seen him in a really long time i was like okay that makes me feel better like people are doing the same thing that i'm doing you know they're finding the time to rekindle these relationships and i actually thought about reaching out to you like probably three or four times before i ultimately decided like what is he gonna say no <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah i mean you very well could have i don't know <laughs> but you know like it was just one of those things where i was like you and I were so close for such a long time. Yeah. And again, and it was that very unique situation. We were spending hours and hours (laughs) and hours together together. Um, But it was one of those things where that relationship was like, our friendship was like very real, even though it was quote unquote forced. And, you know, I knew if I reached out to you that it would not be any different. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I could just, I just knew that if I reached out and I was like, Hey, like, I would love to be a guest on your podcast. You know, I would love to have this hour and a half conversation with you. I knew it wasn't going to be, I knew it was going to be weird, but that's just because like, you know, virtual and things are weird in general. Yeah, but bo- It's I, just us being weird. <laughs> it's it's really us. It's not, it's just us. It always has been us being the weird one. But yeah, I just, I think a lot of us, I think a lot of people our age have social anxiety and they just kind of choose to maybe ignore it. Mm. I very, very much like, I'm very conscious and aware of how socially anxious I am when it comes to things like this. And Mm. sometimes people say it's easier via text or, you know, to Instagram DM or something like that because you don't actually have to face the person. But I honestly find that to be the most intimidating. Like, obviously, if I like ran into you at a Target, I would be like, (laughs) "Ah, do I have to go say hi? But eventually (laughs) I would because we'd probably be circling the same aisles for 10 minutes. But, you know, with like, reaching out um, on social media and like via text, like, ah, oh, did their number change? Are they right. going to get this? Are they going to remember me? Like, it's just, it's a lot. So I find it really interesting when people are like, it's so much easier for me to, you know, hide behind my screen and reach out that way. Whereas that to me is so horribly daunting. And mm. 
I think it's because I don't ever want someone to see my name pop up and be like, what is this about? What is this for? What does she mm. want? This yeah. is random. This is weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I actually think it's it's funny because there are a couple of people that I feel comfortable enough with, even though I'm not necessarily friends with them anymore. Um, there are a lot of people that we used to know that I will honestly just like, if a funny Instagram picture comes up, I will absolutely comment something, you know, yeah. it's not, it doesn't have to be something as like, oh my gosh, like cute picture or something, but like, I will make a joke and I will make it awkward, but it's because I know that the relationship is still where it was when it quote unquote kind of fell off. But yeah, I don't know, like, that's how I feel about you too. Like, I loved seeing your pictures when you were in Africa and like, I would always, you know, like comment here and there. I'd be like, so proud of you. Like, love this. But you know, yeah. it's just cause I knew that our friendship withstood this test of time, even though we weren't always talking and, you know, you were someone that I knew would replicate, you know, you weren't just going to ignore me or just like ghost <laughs> me. And it's just social anxiety is so weird, especially yeah. in this time. And like at the age that we're at and, you know, phones and screens dominate everything. But I think, through quarantine and like through the pandemic and through losing, you know, my friend, it just, it got to the point where I was like, what do I have to lose? Mm. Literally the only thing I have to lose is someone just doesn't reply. Right. And who knows what they're doing. They might not have my number. They might be doing something cool. They might be doing something fun. They might be eating dinner, meditating, watching a movie. I don't <laughs> know. But you know, it just got to the point where a lot of the friends that I fell out of touch with, you know, we got to the mutual, we would both say, I really wanted to reach out to you for this and this, but I didn't because I didn't know how you would take it and it would be weird. And yeah. I was like, I don't ever want anyone to ever feel like that. Because for me, at least in my experience, those conversations are the ones that make me the happiest. Right. You know, connecting with someone again for the first time in a really long time and, you know, having that conversation be good and being the one that reached out, you know, and being like, I wanted to reach out to you too, but I didn't know how. So I'm really glad you did. Like those conversations are the best. Yeah. And I feel like that's a huge lesson out of 2020 for a lot of us. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you articulated it really well. And uh, something that I, I've felt for a long time, and I'm sure a lot of people uh, sort of deal with that same feeling of, um, for, for me, I think I first encountered that sort of like in the early years of like going off to, to college. Um, mm -hmm. And like, like I said, like your friends going off to all these different schools and different states, maybe. And, um, and even like friends who might be at the same like school, everyone's, you know, you find your sort of niche and like you, yeah. you're doing your own things. And I think it's so easy to imagine in your head, like, oh, this person's like doing their own thing and I don't want to bother them. Yeah. Um, and they're probably th thinking the same thing about you when in reality, like you would both enjoy so much to like hang out and like talk like we are right now. Yes, exactly. Um, like to have that chance to catch up. Like I would say if you and I both you know, reached out to someone we hadn't talked to in a while and we did, we each talked to 10 people. I bet only one of them maybe would be like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. And even then that percentage is like not that bad. Right. Yeah. And, and I've also had like a, a few people in my life who, for whatever reason, don't have that like <laughs> feeling in the back of their mind. Like they, they just, they'll do the thing. They'll reach out and be like, Hey, I'm going to be in Austin. Like, do you want to hang out? Or like, mm -hmm. I know we haven't seen each other in a year, but like, let's have a, let's call and like chat or something. Uh, yeah. And like, I so appreciate those people because like they make that step and then, you know, whatever awkwardness you're imagining in your head, like maybe that happened. It's like gone after five seconds. And yeah, so exactly. like those people, I think, have taught me so much about like get over whatever like tiny hurdle you have in your mind about like how uncomfortable this th something's going to be. And this I th think this applies to like a lot of things. Um, 
yeah the 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 reward is so much better than whatever like uh yes exactly fear of rejection that you have yeah exactly it's it, it that's exactly what it comes down to like i think everyone has this idea in their head like oh i'm gonna get rejected so i'm just not gonna do it when in reality it's like i don't know i i personally feel like i've even just like in the last two or three months of like having to like rekindle these relationships and like yes they always start off a little bit awkward but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like it's just so comforting to know that i don't know for me at least it's so comforting to know that the people that i knew at one point are the same people yeah and like even if people change that's cool too like i've a hundred percent changed but to know that somebody like you and I right now, the fact that we're vibing the same way we did in 2012, <laughs> yeah. that's insane. Yeah. That's Truly. crazy. <laughs> yeah. I also just in the math in my head, that's um eight years <laughs> That is for those cr- that are listening. Oh my God. Which is weird. We're it's almost so going to hit 10 years. That does not, I mean, obviously it's cliche to say, but that feels like yesterday. Seriously. Time, <laughs> I'm telling you, time is a construct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Speaking of uh, us in high school a little bit, I, I didn't want to, <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, uh, you know, I want to compliment you a little bit. And I, I touched on this earlier, um, but how, how valuable it is to have someone like you in a group who, like, for example, you and Kara um, being on the baseline as like these upperclassmen. And like, you got, you guys so could have been like the cool upperclassmen who are like, all right, follow our lead. Like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, we're going to hang out with our like senior friends. <laughs> And you guys had such a great mentality of being so welcoming and like, obviously like being the like section leaders and stuff, but balancing whatever sort of authority you had with, uh, and I put authority in, in quotes because you should like the loosest <laughs> quotes ever yeah. authority. We had none. Yeah. It was much more just us hanging out, having a good time. And I really appreciate that. And I think I definitely like carried that forward and like future, like any leadership positions I had in college or like even beyond that like being so cognizant of like if you make that super well it's it's all about the leader to set the tone for like whatever the group dynamic's going to be because whoever the newbie is is just going to be like following your lead mm-hmm. uh and so i think i just to toot your horn a little bit that's uh, <laughs> I, that's a, a lesson that i learned from you that i really appreciate that is so so sweet and it's really <laughs> really funny that you say that because i don't even ever like i obviously like you know, there were little things to teach you guys here and there, like, here's where the equipment goes. <laughs> here's what we do Friday nights. But it's exactly what you said. Like, we were just like, we were just all having so much fun. You know, yeah. we were, we loved giving each other so much flack for all of the things. <laughs> like every single time Isaac never wanted to dress up. I mean, top bases suck. Am I right? <laughs> top bases suck. <laughs> Three to five is where it's at. What, what I loved about that is like, you very easily could have been like part of top, like you, were, you straddled the line and you were like, no, 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 I'm going to go with Drew and Chris over here. Yeah. You guys are on your own. I definitely yeah. did. I a hundred percent deserted them, but I mean, <laughs> top bases suck. I, yeah. I don't know what it's, you want from me. It's out of our hands. <laughs> yeah. High school is, yeah. it's yeah. Like before, you know, like when we were talking and like setting this up, like I just thought about that time so much and I've just been thinking about all that time a lot these days anyway, just like been in a very right. heavy nostalgic mo- like mood most days. But sometimes I wish that my memories weren't so tied to just band, if that makes sense. I mean, obviously, like that's what we did and that took up most of our time. But I actually remembered like 
yes, you and I, like, our relationship was, like, mostly, like, you know, the core of it was banned and stuff, but, like, eventually, like, we took that out of band, too. Like, do you remember when we would, like, okay, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, remember when we would, like, skip sixth, seventh period and just, like, go buy food? <laughs> I do, yeah. Like, you and I would be like, I don't want to go to class today, do you want to just, like, go get food? And we were like, yeah, might as well. <laughs> Yeah, to be clear, not, like, on a weekly basis. <laughs> like, probably, like, once a month. Yeah. Usually yeah, your idea. Like, um, always, of course. I didn't have any <laughs> class. I just wanted to hang out with you. <laughs> oh, that's right. We had so much fun together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's probably, uh, to a certain extent, also because, like, I, I mean, the, the whole, like, people wanting to, like, reminisce, like, reconnect with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, a lot of people are <laughs> moving back home and, like, living in their childhood bedrooms, and I'm, I'm sure that has some kind of effect on, like, your your headspace being, like... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, seeing your, like, uh, homecoming mom <laughs> hanging on the wall, like, it's just certain, like, things that put you in that high school mentality. Yeah, and it's, like, <laughs> it's so fun. Like, the memories will just kind of... Like, obviously, I have... Okay, so if I have to pick three, like, when I think of you... <laughs> and these are the top three memories that I have. The first one is how not okay. Well, obviously, the one I told earlier about you walking out of the school, but <laughs> how so sweet and willing you were to tape my earrings every game. Oh yeah, <laughs> forgot about <laughs> like, that. Like I could have, I could have barely, I could have very easily picked anybody else to do it. But I was like, Drew, like you're right next to me. Like, can you do it? And you were like, Yeah, I'll do it. But also, we didn't want to get in trouble because like Mr. Hannah was gonna yell at me. So <laughs> I always think of that. And, of course, like, you locking me out of school, us sure. leaving to get food. Yeah. I just think of all of, like, I just think without even knowing it, I think you and I always knew, like, we had each other's back. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I was always going to skip school with you <laughs> once a month. Right. You know, you were always going to tape my ears for me. <laughs> you know, it was just a very, if I, like, if I look back on it, like, it, it's just a very pure friendship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it is at its core. <laughs> I, I'm trying to reciprocate and think of my favorite memories but it's a lot of the same stuff um, it's because that's what we did you know like, that was like our groove of like yeah just being weird and just honestly i think most of the time we like we weren't even doing anything we were just sitting there and just like talking <laughs> yeah yeah like some of my favorite memories are like being in the stands at a football game and like <laughs> like obviously us having like our big drums and like usually not having a stand to put it on so like like taking every opportunity we could to like rest your drum on the like <laughs> the stadium seats but we were still like trying to joke and like talk and stuff but like you get your drum off and like put it down and get everything set and we'd start like talking and then mr hannah would be like all right fight song <laughs> like every oh five god. seconds and it was always like oh my god like obviously <laughs> like that was our job to do but we were like oh another song <laughs> <laughs> can we not wait for another touchdown like we're gonna play the hey song for the 50th time okay stop i still have very i hate song so much and i think i really will forever for the rest of my life i will never there's no place in my heart for the hey song <laughs> yeah it's been uh, played to death <laughs> i just think about watching chris absolutely suffer with his drum. <laughs> uh my favorite uh chris memory is um <laughs> being in the whatever the building was that had the band hall and like we were i think walking to wherever we were going to be practicing and we're like walking down the hallway next to the auditorium and he saw like a cockroach or something and maybe it was on <laughs> maybe it was on his drum but he like took his drum off and just like threw it and it like rolled on the ground and i think there was like did a pretty serious like crack in the rim he cracked it they had to replace it 
<laughs> yeah. And he was like, guys, what was I going to do? There was a cockroach on my drum. No, that's exactly what he said. That is so funny. I'm going to text him later and ask him if he remembers <laughs> it. He absolutely will. Because you're yeah. right. He There was legitimate. I mean, he says he saw it. I don't. I didn't see a cockroach. I didn't see it. I didn't. See it. I, didn't <laughs> I don't know. But he was. He like threw it and it cracked. And we were like, what did you just do? And he was like, there's the cockroach. I'm not going to just let it touch me. <laughs> yeah. Which, fair. <laughs> I would have honestly, you know, I would have done the same thing, but I would have yeah. done it while for screaming for 10 minutes straight. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> well, it's obviously so fun to, to reminisce, <laughs> but uh, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, um, as James Hanna would say, let's wrap this up. <laughs> I'm just being considerate of anybody who is listening to this. He's <laughs> like, all right, yeah, guys, that's wrap very it true, up. too. Yeah, they're, they're literally like, how many more band stories are they going to tell? Well, first of all, there's so many we can tell. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we get it. You guys were friends. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. You guys liked hanging out. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, um, do you have a go-to like snack food if you're doing work or just like want to eat something mindlessly? Yes. And I'm really, really sad that my answer is so, so boring, but it's literally just mixed nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a... I am truly... <laughs> I'm truly 50 years old. I just like have a container. Sometimes I'll throw some chocolate in there if I'm feeling, sure. you know, feeling fancy. But at this point, it's like I just I sit in one place all day, and I'm like I can't get up right now. Like I just have to leave something here that's gonna like give me stuff, like you know, it's yeah. gonna make me feel good and strong. So I just have a, just a box of mixed nuts. But I will say, when I was listening to the episode with Daniel on it, and you <laughs> yeah. talked about your goldfish, I was like, oh my god. He ate so much goldfish. I remember you were all the time. I'm pretty sure we had the like the big boxes of goldfish. Like, I'm pretty sure we had them in the what is it called? The drum closet? What? Is, yeah, yeah. The drum room? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure we kept them in there for you. <laughs> that that rings a bell now that you say that. <laughs> exactly. Once you were like, mine's goldfish, I was like, wow. No, that's I was like, I can absolutely confirm that he was goldfish. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, you're as boring as mixed nuts might be. I think they were a lot healthier than <laughs> whatever they, they put whatever in goldfish. Whatever flavor blasted one we got that week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. <laughs> well, do you have anything else to, to leave us with regarding life and <laughs> thriving and surviving in 2020? I honestly, like, reach out to your friends. Yeah. I reached out to Drew and, you know, I'm obviously, like, enjoying this time so much, but I've reached out to so many other people, even just like in little ways. Like I texted Daniel after he did his podcast. And mm. I, I just think there's no better time than the present, which is so cheesy to say. And I'm not even saying this like in the context of like the pandemic and like, you know, all those things. It's just like check in on your friends. Like chances are you guys have something in common years later that you guys can absolutely talk about and like vibe about. And, you know, it's it's not scary if anything They'll be thanking you for being the person that reached out first. You know, they've yeah. been thinking about it. They've been wanting to. It's hard. It's it's just one of those things where it's like, it's always going to, it's like we said earlier, it's, there's always going to be a reward. You're always yeah. going to be like, wow, I'm so glad I caught up with that person. I'm so glad they're doing well. You yeah. might learn something different. They moved somewhere or, you know, they, they got married or they have kids or something really <laughs> cool and exciting. And like, you want to be able to celebrate that. And like, I think people easily forget that at the end of the day, the people that we grew up with are the people that know us the best and like vice versa. And mm. those things should be celebrated and they shouldn't be dwelled upon. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be nostalgic feelings. They should be happy feelings. And, you yeah. know, you should feel free to say hi and, you know, 
I don't know, maybe not post on people's Facebook walls, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, shoot a, shoot a quick text, shoot an Instagram DM. My go-to, honestly, these days has been Instagram DMs, but yeah. that's only because I got a new number and I don't want people to be like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's, it's just, it's fun and it's yeah. nice to catch up and it's just, it's, it's just happy feels. Yeah. That's, that's well put. Um, I've got nothing else to add. I want to thank you so much for, for joining me. It's, it's really been a pleasure. Uh, and thank you to, to to anybody who made it this far in the episode. Uh, I think the I, only I person you. that's going to make it. I Yes. If you made it this far in the episode, please reveal yourself. I'm sure <laughs> Drew and I would both be more than happy to thank you, but also catch up if you're someone we haven't talked to in a really long time. Yeah. I'm once again extending the call if anyone wants to come on because <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully it's a nice little thing you can share with your, your friends and family who, who might not have heard your voice in a while. So, um, yeah. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> Love All it. Right. Thanks, everyone, and uh, take care. Bye.